1: So the Knicks are going to win for the 12th time. They did not win their 12th game until game 44 last season. This is game number 27. And we'll host the Rockets tomorrow night at the Guard of the Wizards. Drop to 6 and 17. Knicks win it 109 to 91. Ugh. Shit. 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 All right, um, well, on the bright side, if we could have a bright side tonight, um the Knicks win um by eight thousand points. I don't know what the final uh, I don't know what the final margin of victory was. I really don't care. Um obviously the well, look, the Knicks are not in a position where any win is meaningless. Um given Given that they are trying to right the ship this season and, uh, you know, feel positive about things and and all of that. All of the the bullshit that I've been talking about on here for two months, two years, two decades. I don't know what it is. Um, The win matters. Um, So let's, you know, be thankful for that. But obviously the big news is Mitch. And God damn it, he was playing so well. And I'm not just talking about tonight. I, I have come on here. And if you have not heard, obviously, Mitchell Robinson fractured his hand tonight. Um will be reevaluated in New York tomorrow to take a sip of scotch as I say those words. Uh, we don't know how long he's going to be out. I, I mean, I'll get into, you know, forecasting the next several weeks um, without him and kind of spitballing what this might look like in a bit. But I just want to open by saying again I've been hard on Mitch at times this year because he the the consistency of his uh you know the wherewithal that he has for these games is is not always there he's he, you could tell he's into it more nights than others and I don't think it's an effort thing I don't think it's a you know that he doesn't care I think he's just he's a he's a kind of oddball 22 year old who's a little immature at times and all that stuff but Mitchell robinson has been excellent 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 this season and i i don't mean just like he's been excellent for Mitchell robinson he's been an excellent defensive nba center i, I don't know if he's been a top i don't know if he's been a top 10 nba center in terms of defense he's not been a t- top 10 overall nba center i think he's definitely been a top 10 defensive center i don't know if i can go top five there's some really good defensive centers out there, but he's some, I think he's somewhere in that five to 10 range. And I think he, if you, if all you did was watch him tonight, and that was just the only half of basketball you watch Mitchell Robinson play, you would swear that he's an all defensive player. I don't know, you know, first team, second team, whatever. Like the performance that he put on, that's what's so, I don't know if ironic is the word, but what he did tonight was like, oh my God, that's what this dude could do ferocious on the boards um again playing the pick and roll perfectly uh getting out and contesting um just staying down when it required him to stay down he had one of the last moments of the first half was when robin lopez was trying to put the moves on him and it was just not going anywhere mitch was not biting on a blessed thing um that's what he can do and that's what he could bring and the knicks are after tonight are going to have a top five defense, if not a top four defense in the NBA after 27 games. And like, I don't want to say that's all Mitch, but Mitch is the biggest part. It's absolutely the biggest part. And I don't know, like, I'm trying to think, like, what would I sign for before until he gets back? Would I sign for a top 15 defense between now and when he gets back? Yeah, absolutely. Um, That said, that said, and I'll I'll answer some questions in, in a few Um, and we'll talk about the game and and the whole thing. I'll I'll make this last for a while. Um, Here are the teams that they play until the All-Star break. Now, everybody's been saying, someone said in the chat earlier, I apologize, I missed who it was, um, and someone tweeted at me that it's a one-to-two-month injury, so four to eight weeks. If it is a four-week injury and if he can be back after four weeks. So four weeks from now obviously puts us at, March 12th. So March 12th, they haven't announced obviously the second half schedule yet. We do know that the all-star break will go until March 10th. I'm going to assume that the NBA will re kick things off on March 11th with a couple of high, high profile Thursday games. Um, And the Knicks will play their first game after the all-star break on March 12th. If we assume that this is on the shorter side, it's a four week injury. Here are the teams that they play and here are their rankings by offensive rating this year. Houston 24th, Atlanta 15th, Orlando 28th, San Antonio 22nd. my uh, Minnesota 27th, Golden State 20th, Sacramento 11th, Indiana 13th and they've been scuffling Detroit 23rd, San Antonio 22nd. So between now and the All-Star break, the Knicks play um, 10 games. Seven of those games are against teams with a bottom 11 offense, and they don't play a single game against a team with a top 10 offense. I say all this to note that I think they can survive this. Um Orleans, though well, is not Mitchell Robinson. He does some nice things. He gets his hands in passing lanes. He obviously blocks a ton of shots. It's night and day when he guards the pick-and-roll. Mitchell Robinson on the pick-and-roll and and, and Nerlens Noel on the pick-and-roll is, is not even a conversation this year. And guarding the pick-and-roll has been and, – and because, again, the Knicks defense, their starting five especially, already springs leaks. But you can deal with the leaks because – and I don't know if I've said this on recent post-games – Finally, 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 their paint defense, their rim defense has come around. They're close to a top 10. They actually, after tonight, might be a top 10 rim defense um, over the last, I want to say, five to six weeks in terms of uh, limiting opponent's shots at the rim. They've been a top five defense in terms of um, opponent's accuracy at the rim all season. That's all Mitch. So, you know, how they're able to survive that. But, again, they're not facing any of the big boys. Um, If the best offense that you're facing is Sacramento and Indiana, and I believe both of those are home games, I still think there's a chance that this might not have hurt them. And I think if it was ever going to come along, it came along at the right time. So I'll say that. Um, I saw a question earlier um, about if this affects Mitchell Robinson's extension discussions. I, I don't think it will. Um, it's a, it's a fractured hand. I like, I think they know what Mitch is and unless Mitch was, and Mitch still is going to have time to make a big jump, um, when he comes back. So, um, and, and someone mentioned, you know, the Spurs are not easy. None of these teams are, there's no NBA, the only, here are the NBA teams that are easy to play against right now. The, the shit bag team that they just played, um, without Bradley Beal, thank God, because Again, we'll talk about it in a second, but that game was closer than it should have been. Um, maybe Detroit and I can't even say Minnesota anymore. Minnesota's been putting up feisty efforts. Um, yeah, someone was about to say the Wolves. I've watched the Minnesota Timberwolves a few times because I'm sick in the head. Um, they they fight. They play hard. They play Even when they're down, they play hard, as opposed to this team that, that they just beat. You know, is just waiting to, to mail it in every night. Yeah. Um, before I talk about the game, a few people are already asking about yeah, he was gonna have a twenty twenty night. Good comment by Heck Heck Brizo. Um Crypto one oh one says surely Obi is gonna get minutes at the five now with no Mitch. I would not be so sure. I think this is just my guess, and you may hate it. You may hate my guess and you may hate the actual thing that I'm about to say. Um I think I think Tibbs is gonna stick to the rotation. I think the only question that I have moving forward is well, it's a two part question. How much longer is Alfred Payton on this team? And does it matter in terms of whether he starts or not? Because I think one way or another, within a week, within by the All Star break, at some point, Derek Rose is going to have to start. And maybe that's a good transition into our conversation about the game. Um, You know, and I know Payton had whatever he had tonight he, I, I, he probably made about as many shots as he missed he was six for 12 for um 12 points <laughs> so that's an alfred payton night for you 12 points on 12 shots uh one turnover two assists there was a play and 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 look i've caught a lot of shit for defending not defending alfred payton for for cautioning folks about placing all of the blame on Alfred Payton. And I've caught a lot of shit for that and probably deservedly so. And I had a newsletter a few days ago in which I pointed out how the issues with the Knicks starting offense are not all on Alfred Payton. And I stand by that because as we saw from um one R.J. Barrett tonight, you know, this, this, is not a, um, this is not an indictment of R.J. Barrett because R.J. Barrett is 20 years old and R.J. Barrett is doing just fine. But if you go around and look at the other teams in the NBA, the Knicks have the quote unquote worst second best starter. Probably not in the league. Um, There's maybe a team or two that has someone that's like worse. And again, I don't mean to say that in terms of that's what he's always going to be. I just mean right now, right now. RJ Barrett does probably less on the whole on offense, not on defense. Defensively, he's been fantastic, but on offense, he's limited. So um, I don't know how the hell I got into this discussion. Oh yeah, Alfred Payton. Alfred Payton always leads me down paths that I don't want to go down. Um, He's I've defended him, and as far as I think he gets too much blame, it doesn't change the fact that he's bad. If you watched again five minutes of that game with Payton in, in with the whoever and rose in it is night and day it's not close it is as stark a contrast as probably any starter versus backup in the nba and it's not because elf isn't well-meaning yes he misses some some easy open passes but he does some nice things it's just there was one possession where the 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 julius randall turnover in the first half where julius randall had the ball down low and the, the double was coming. And he looked to uh, his right and he saw Alfred Payton and there was no one within 15 feet of Alfred Payton and he could have kicked out and he didn't. And I don't blame him one bit. Now to his credit, Alfred Payton has taken a few of those and put up less threes and he's waiting for the defense to at least make a few steps towards him. And then he's trying to blow by them. And then he misses the layup, but whatever the point is, he shouldn't be starting NBA games. And now and up until now, before they got Rose, it was easy to say, well, or at least it was easy to have the argument. Okay, there's logic to keeping the rookie on the bench. It's not fair to rookies to start them um, when they're before they're ready, because that does more harm than good both to them and maybe the team. That was arguable. Now with Rose here, there's no argument. There's just no argument. Jonas Plout says, Rose and quickly compliment each other so well. I completely agree with you. Um, Shameless plug for my newsletter that I wrote the other day. This was the crux of it. The crux was that I still think if you're the Knicks, you could have your cake and eat eat it too here. I think you could start Rose. I think you could play Rose. I think he said his, his limit, his minutes limit right now is 25. I have to think Rose could play 30 minutes a night. Like, and that'll be okay. If you play Rose 30 minutes a night and you play quickly 25 to 30 minutes a night, you could still get those guys together on the floor for upwards of 15 minutes a game. Um, yes. Uh, Mangu man says, have you noticed the improved pace with Rose? His willingness to pass makes such a difference. So um, I went back cause I'm again, sick in the head and watched all 63 of Rose's assists with the, the Pistons this year. Um, 30 of them uh, were off on threes, but I, I didn't keep track exactly, but I want to say between 15 and 20 of them were on the fast break, or at the very least on the secondary break. Like, Rose, he pushes the pace, Like and the Knicks need that. I don't, I'll don't. i be very curious to see if they insert Rose into the starting lineup, whether Tibbs is going to ask him to push the pace more with the starters. Um, that's a, I'm going to think about that one. I don't know that he will. But it uh, can't hurt uh, a little bit. Yeah, he does help everyone. It doesn't hurt that he's hitting shots either. Um, let's see what else we got. So just in terms of the rotation, I do think Rose is going to be a starter at some point soon. Um We got some, got our usual tips as trash comments in the chat. I can't get over it. Um, I think Rose will be the starter soon. I think Reggie Bullock's going to stay in there, especially now with Mitch out because the they're, they're, the defense is even more valuable. And I do think Reggie Bullock's defense has been good despite his performance tonight. Um, he's I'm telling you, he's not going to, he's not going to move Bullock out of the starting lineup. He He values the defense and I think he's going to wait for the shooting to come around. You know, it's, is he giving himself enough rope to hang himself with probably, but, I think he will he will wait. And then uh, the rest of the starters, obviously, he'll stay the same. And then the second unit, I could see Obi getting more minutes. Um, but I don't think he's going to make Obi the backup five um, because I think he trusts Taj Gibson. And I think he's wise to trust Taj Gibson. Like, Taj Gibson, if you go, again, go back and look. Um, we got Hold on. We got a comment in the super chat. C.T. Pittman. Uh, Thank you, by the way. In the interview after the game, Rose said he's looking for Obi all the time on the pick and rolls. That is because Derrick Rose is smart. As my wife sets off the house alarm. I tell you, first it was uh, falling paper towel on the podcast live. And now my wife is setting off the house alarm. It's always something here on the Knicks Film School YouTube channel. Are you alive? Yes. Okay, that's good um anyway um yes rose back to rose and ob yeah it's a great partnership which is why this is a complicated question in terms of starting rose or keeping him off the bench um uh, you can finagle the lineups any way you want The, the thing that i the thing that i proposed was that you have a quick hook with rose pull rose after the first six minutes six seven minutes Put quickly in as the backup point guard with the starters. So you're getting quickly minutes with RJ. You're getting quickly minutes with uh, Randall. Then when you insert Rose back in, insert Toppin in at that point in time. So you get Rose and Toppin in together and you essentially have Rose quickly and Toppin on the floor together for six, seven minutes a half. And then you do the same thing in the second half. That's what I would like to see. Um, Is he going to do that? Well, I guess we'll find out, you know, soon enough. Um, Yeah, well, let's talk about RJ. Um, He's 20. I I think, you know, it's tough because you never want to use the word limitations with a 20-year-old. But I think, I don't want to say RJ needs to understand his limitations. I want to put it in a different phrasing. Um, the, they tell special ed teachers, don't tell kids what they can't do. Tell them how to get to where they want to go. So here's how I want to get RJ to where he should he should be. Focus on your strengths. Try to beat the Rui Hachimoras of the world off the dribble. Trying to speed by a guy like um, Robin Lopez, who's been around a while and knows what he's doing on defense. That's not the path to success right now. Right now, the path to success is, I think, being a little bit more methodical, being a little bit more, um, you know, let me work the defense. Um, try to take smaller guys in the post. I wish he would do that more. He He was doing that earlier in the season. He hasn't been doing that much. That's, I think, the better path. Um, James Lee, thank you. Ob and IQ can be our Harold and Lou Williams. I wrote this like two weeks ago, um, if not more recently. I completely agree. I. That's why. And look. You, you, people could rant and rave and scream in the whole thing about them. You know, one of these guys should be starting, or both of these guys should be starting. Lou Williams and Montrez Harold averaged damn close to thirty minutes game for the Clippers over the last couple seasons. Your your sixth and seventh men on a team could absolutely still be your fourth and fifth most important players, um, and I think we're seeing that already from quickly and, and, and Obi Toppin. And I hope they develop that relationship more moving forward. I compl- this is a great comment. Um, RJ is molasses, uh, digital med medrigal, um, RJ is molasses for 20 years old, but he's smart. Exactly. His best quality is his intelligence and his passing. And that's the other thing is like on a lot of these drives, I'm convinced that because the book is out on him now, and because teams are seeing that he can take, he, he always wants to take guys off the dribble and he's trying to like shoot to the rim. If he just pulls it back a little bit, I think there will be passes that will be open. What I, What is more concerning to me is those possessions where he'll go for the drive and he doesn't have a counter. And because he doesn't have a counter, he'll pull it back out. And then all of a sudden you've wasted five, six, seven uh, seconds off the shot clock. That's to me when the offense stagnates. And that's what I highlighted in the newsletter a few days ago um again though he's 20 years old like let's not worry about rj barrett he's going to be fine of course we need more sp- spacing for passing lanes again i think rose will bring that and 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 one thing on the um spacing thing i'm not sure i believe in derrick rose as a three point shooter yet but he has become eminently comfortable in the mid range and i again tonight lost track of how many mid rangers he hits and he is shooting that with such confidence alfred payton doesn't have that in his game or
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast
1: if he does, it it shouldn't be like Derek Rose being able to pull up from 16 feet. Like, I know that there are so few guys in the league that we, that can do that. And you're like, that's a good shot. Like Chris Paul's one of them. He's the only one I can think of right now There's a few others. DeMar DeRozan, um, CJ McCollum. uh, There's probably a few others, but Rose Rose could, that's part of his game. So even that much, Like defenses can't play 12 feet off of him. So I think he'll make a difference in the spacing. And hopefully that translates to, uh, to RJ as well and open things up for, for RJ. Jeremy chase. I have to go on a little rant. Jeremy chase said Bertans at five years for 80 million is brutal. Folks. This is why you don't play role players, pay role players like they're stars. And Look, it's one thing if you're Brooklyn and you're between a rock and a hard place and you either pay Joe Harris or you lose Joe Harris for nothing. It's another thing if it's Jeremy Grant and Jeremy Grant has another level to reach. Paying a guy like Davis for like Davis tens, all of a sudden Davis Bertans might be one of the 10 most untradeable contracts in the league. Um, like, yeah, awful. Like, if this guy can't shoot, he's a he's not a he's a player. Um, because he sure as shit can't play defense. So thank you for mentioning that. That was a good one. Um, <laughs> Frank catch you hey Frank, what's going on? pretend's got paid and then mailed it in. Yeah, that's something I, he, he's dealing with an injury. I talked to Fred Katz about this on the podcast today. Um he's came into camp out of shape. He hadn't played five on five in months, apparently. So yeah, I guess that is mailing it in though. Um <laughs> contract year hero. And, and Joe Harris is a, is a better player. let us I want to clarify that. He's really good. Um, so, I, and I bring this up because a lot of people are, are already asking me about uh, Gary Trent Jr. And should the Knicks try to throw the bag at Gary Trent Jr.? I think Gary Trent Jr. is a better player than Davis Patan's. But again, just philosophically, the idea of throwing 15 $16, 17000000 million a year at a guy who's essentially just a shooter is always scary to me. Um, especially when, again, you're not in a position like a team like the Nets and you're ready to win a championship or at least compete for one. Um, so I'm obviously not on the post game right now, but apparently Thibodeau uh, was asked by about replacing Mitchell Robinson, and he mentions New Noel and Taj Gibson as centers who will likely have increased roles, says he likes what Obi Toppin has done lately, and notes that Julius Randle could spend time at center And Kevin Knox can play minutes at Power Forward. Ah, yes. The rebirth of Kevin Knox. What we've all been waiting for. I've actually been waiting for it. I I, I look forward to seeing Knox back out there in meaningful minutes. Uh, It was nice that he got out there tonight, by the way. Um, James Argelagos. I hope I got that right. If I didn't, I apologize. Julius Randle could spend time at center, and Kevin Knox can play minutes at Power Forward. Um, uh, Tom Piccolo. wrote a wonderful uh, newsletter for me uh, a few weeks ago, uh, highlighting what Randall could do at the five. I hope he goes to that. I really do. I hope he goes to Randall at the five because it has a chance to be a devastating offensive lineup and he hasn't gone a, gone to it um, recently, but you know, against some of these teams that don't quite have the, you know, man in the middle, like Minnesota, well, Towns is back now. So that's a bad example. Um, Detroit, they could do this against Detroit. They could play some Randall at the five. San Antonio, they could play Randall at the five. Lamarcus Aldridge has been booty this year. Um, you know, even even Orlando, like Vooch can go into the post, but he doesn't prefer to. Like, these are all teams I think they could they could experiment with some Randall at the five. Um, even Houston, because Houston doesn't have Christian Wood right now. I would love to see them pull out Randall at the five tomorrow. That would be a great idea. Um Tim Westmore, you should go to Shark Tank with Nick's Film School, but stay away from Cuban. Yeah, I think Mark Cuban would tell me to go fuck myself. Um, Thoughts on Obi's ISO in the first half, Tyler Sanders. I love it. Um, Not the best play of the game, but uh, I think the most meaningful one um, because OB needs to show that he has a back-to-the-basket game um, because right now there's not enough spacing for him to really do the face-up thing. And um, he's not matched up with guys that I think face-up game is 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 um, going to work as well against. And um, you know he's not he's not playing his ideal role, which is a, a five or essentially a rim runner with four 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 floor spacers uh, tongue twister because um, they don't really have a stretch five at the moment. Um, trying to think if I, I should talk about this game a little bit. Uh, 100,000 for 10% equity. If I give you 100,000, I'll give you a 95% equity of Nick's film school. Um, pay off my fucking house. Uh, let's see. What do we got? Randall only four assists tonight. Come on, Julius. You gotta help me with the all-star campaign. Did have 18 rebounds. Holy shit. Good job, Julius Randall. Um, I thought he was really good tonight. Uh, miss some, miss some shots. He usually makes in the first half, but he had a good game. Uh, we talked about Mitch. Talk about RJ. We talked about Alfred Payton. Uh, Burke's had an off night. Um, I mean, Rose, I don't know what else you say other than he's really freaking good and the team is different when he's out there. Quickly had an off night. Let's talk about quickly for a second. We'll talk about quickly and top. Um Quickly had an off night. Um, I'm not going to say it's a worry with quickly, but you'd like to see quickly pass a little bit more. Um, we know he can pass. We know he has the ability to pass. He's he's made some beautiful passes this year, but I think there are times where he looks for his shot a little bit, a little bit too much. Um, and I understand that I am being probably hypocritical by saying that because I think he's just listening to his coach and Tom Thibodeau on these post games and pregames and other media availabilities always says it's like, yes, you may have a shot, but there may be a better shot at the same time. He wants his point guards to try to score, which is why when people get on Alfred Payton for taking these little runners and six footers that fall off the top of the rim and like Rose even does it sometimes like Tibbs wants his point guards to put pressure on the rim. That is a Tibbs staple It is a Tibbs mandate. So I, I, again, I say that with some trepidation, but, you know, quickly needs to have. I want him to have a little bit better vision. Um, and then, as far as Obi, progress. You know, what else do you want? Um, any progress is good. Is good progress at this point. He's, he's getting comfortable. I think we really have to consider the fact that, you know, he's being asked to do a lot on defense for Tibbs. Uh, obviously, had the injury. So um, let's give him some time. I, I'm I'm fine with where Obi's at. Um, sends IQ out there to shoot. Yes, he does. Um, I'd like to see, uh, so this is from Q's girl, Brooklyn, Q's girl. So I guess you live in Brooklyn and you went to Syracuse. I'd like to see quickly have a chance to pass to Randall and RJ run, pick and roll with Robinson and Obi. Yeah, me too. Um, he has a nice passing touch on the lobs. Um, so that would be great. Um, good, good comment. Are we going to match Julius out? We can't let him go from Shaq gun. Um, are we going to max Julius out? My God. Do you have any idea how much a max contract for Julius Randall would cost? Um, Nikola Vucevic, who is, I think ahead of Julius Randall on a lot of people's all-star ballots this year, got paid four years, $100 million. If you ask me to spitball right now, what I thought a fair contract expense extension for Julius Randall is going to be, I would say four years, $100 million. Um, are they going to give that to him? Probably not. Um, should they? I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm sorry. Um, quite a hot take. Uh, I don't know. I, I would think about it though, because here's the thing. If you're, if you're looking at Randall and you're looking at, well, how could this go badly? What you, you look at like, what is he doing? That's unsustainable. The only thing that he's doing that you would point to as being unsustainable is the, the long twos. And at this point, the threes, because now he was, what was he tonight from three? He was two of three tonight from three. So he's shooting over 40% from three on the year. um, is, is is Julius Randle a forty percent because if Julius Randle is a forty percent three-point shooter, then four for a hundred is a fucking bargain. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I'll be curious, but here's the thing. I think the Knicks front office is smart and unlike the last front office, who I think would have given Randall a blank check, I think this this front office is is smart about the situation that they have here, which is that they have a really nice player in Julius Randle that has found money. And I don't think they're going to let him get away for nothing. And I don't think they're going to look to trade him for nothing or just to trade him. But I think they also realize that in the, in the modern game that, that the NBA is right now, he's, he's not a perfect fit. I'm not saying he's a bad fit, but he's not a, he's not a perfect fit. And I still I don't know that I love the long-term partnership with him and Barrett, which is not to say that that partnership has been bad this year. It's been very good this year. Um, but again, just projecting out, we're, we're trying to think of, what well, what does the next championship contending Knicks team look like? And I, I just think they're going to keep their minds open and, and the phone lines open and, um, you know, and keep an open mind. That's all. So, so what that means for a Randall extension is you don't want to sign him to anything that makes him look like a bad asset. Um, They also have Toppin. Thank you, James Lee. They just drafted Toppin and Toppin. Look, he could do some stuff. He's younger. He's cheap. It's a tough question. It's a really tough question. I don't. um, Josh B says, trade him for Beal. I don't know why Washington. That's not the trade that Washington wants. I don't think, I mean, who the hell knows, but. Uh, I think Washington's going to want all the picks and a young player. And I'm, I'm not saying the Knicks should do this. Not saying the Knicks should do this. But if you're asking me which of the two paths I could see making more sense, trade Randall for Beal or trade RJ for Beal, trading RJ for Beal, it makes more sense purely from the perspective that you could see Beal and Randall making really beautiful music together and then being one guy away then from being a real fucking problem for teams to deal with. Um, but I, I love RJ. I don't want to trade RJ. So I I don't, I don't, I don't know where that, where that leaves us, but let's, I don't think they're going to trade. I I don't think they're going to trade for Beal. I don't even think they're going to be going to be in on trading. for Um, James, uh, Argy Lagos, I hope I got it right again. Julius is helping us build a winning culture, but you don't give a player you don't um, you don't give a player like Ju- Randall. I'm assuming you mean a, a max contract. Trade him on draft night to move up. Look, um, ugh, I'm I'm not trading Julius for a pick unless it's a unless it's a top five pick in this draft. I can't do that. Um, CT Pittman. This is just a thank you for taking the time to break things down for us fans. It's dope content. Uh, it's really way too kind. Um, thank you for that. I really appreciate that. Um, God, I am terrible getting compliments. I'm, yeah, thank you. Um, all right. Um, uh, There's another tweet just now. I don't know. still be reevaluated. Um, oh, we have Derek Rose quote. Um, everybody's hungry. Everybody's willing to listen. Do the hard work. The environment is totally different. Wow. And I'm just very fortunate and blessed to be in this situation. I wonder if he was – if if maybe if anybody who saw the interview live, was he saying the the environment is totally different from the last time he was here in New York or the environment is totally different from Detroit? I'm going to guess he was saying the environment was totally different from the last time he was here in New York, which, I mean, yes. Um, Good for him. I'm I'm happy for Derrick Rose, and I'm happy the Knicks have him. Oh, this, uh, Wilts 128, this brain trust is going to be judged by when they pulled the trigger Booker 23. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens with Devin Booker. I'd be the guy that'd be the guy I'm looking at. Um, thank you for answering. So the, from the last time he was here in New York, <laughs> uh, Andrew, my producer, checking in. Um, Randall averages 0.2 blocks. He's not a small ball five. His defense is very sketchy. No, he's not a small ball five. But it doesn't mean you can't get away with playing him for five to ten minutes a game at the five in some matchups. um, In the right lineups. But, again, I agree. He's not the ideal small ball five. Um, Then again, look at what the Rockets tried to do last year. Anyway. Um, He is Draymond plays the five for Golden State. Oh, I can't I can't yet compare Julius Randle to arguably the greatest defensive player uh, the NBA has seen in the last 10 years. Uh, Colin, what's up, man? Um, I saw you sent me something and I I've, really been a uh, terrible human being. I've been spending time with my family a lot the last couple of days, so I haven't seen it yet. But I see it. I know it's in my DMs. So I'm going to get to that. Everybody go read Colin's latest for um, the Strickland. Um, a buy low short term center option. short term center option. I don't think there's I don't think they're gonna they're gonna bring in a center. Um because if they brought in a center because the the way the disabled player exception or whatever works in the NBA is you need to say a guy is out for the year um and then apply for the exception. So that means if the Knicks sign someone, they would have to cut someone from the current roster. (laughs) Joe Noah, yes. Bring the whole band back together. Please no. I would light myself on fire if they if they signed Jokey Noah. Um yeah, I don't think they want to wave anybody. I, I mean I don't want to wave anybody. I don't want to wave I don't want to waive Iggy. I don't want to waive um who else would they even wave? Yeah, I don't know. There there's no one to wave. I don't want to wave Iggy Brasbudicus. So no, no, no by low. Sorry. I think it's gonna be Taj. Um Wilt says Taj will start. That's an interesting consideration. I, I do like the idea of Taj and Rose playing together. I tweeted this out before. They played literally thousands upon thousands of minutes in the NBA together. Those guys have really nice chemistry. Um, we cannot waive Theo Pinson. We will not waive Theo Pinson. No. Theo Pinson is the spirit of this team. Uh, yes, we are still paying for – oh, that's an interesting one. We're still paying for Joe Akeem Noah. If, we, if he comes back, do we have to pay him more money? <laughs> Oh Christ. Um, Jerome James is not coming through that door. No, he's not, Frank. No, he's not. I'll take a couple more, then I'm gonna get out of here. Um, how do you feel about the Victor Oladipo trade to the Knicks rumors? What ru- is there a new rumor? Um, I think Berman just tweeted that they're or wrote that they're looking at him. Um I did a deep dive on Victor Oladipo's numbers. Uh Last week, it's not what you want. Uh, The Rockets, uh, I looked it up before, they are essentially the same team this season since the Harden trade. The Rockets are the same team when Victor Oladipo plays as when he doesn't. They do not skip a beat. Um, He is woefully inefficient. Among players that take up a bunch of usage, Victor Oladipo, he is literally the worst shooting high usage player in the league this year. And this is a league that still counts Russell Westbrook among its players. Um, that says all you need to know about Victor Oladipo. He's been bad. Now, does that mean he's going to stay bad? Does that mean if you put him in a better culture where he knows he's going to be for a while, he won't force it as much, he'll take better shots? If, if, if the price is low enough, I'll still deal for Depot. But, man, he's, he has not been good. Um, and that's the other part. Let Depot go to Miami. I don't want to pay Depot's next contract. Like, you want to talk about paying a guy $25 or $30 million. I'd sure as shit much rather pay Julius Randle $25 million a year than Victor Oladipo. And that's he's going to cost more than that. Um, have you watched any G League Ignite games? Yes, I did. I watched today's game, and I watched a little bit of Game 1. Um, Kuminga looked really good in Game 1. Josh Green looked – I'm not going to say he looked good. He had a couple of nice moments today. Um, but Josh, Josh Green strikes me here, – here's – let's finish out on this. Um, in terms of the top five of the draft, Cade Cunningham, we don't need to talk about, uh, Jalen Suggs. I don't know if everybody saw Jalen Suggs' most recent game against BYU, put up 24 points, um, was good from three, some, a bunch of dimes. Like, I don't know if Jalen Suggs is going to fall out of the top five in this draft. I sh- if, if he does, teams are stupid. Jalen Suggs is the truth is going to be a top two pick He's The guy's a freak of nature Green and Kuminga are interesting Because they have all the talent and ability In the world But through two games with the Ignite team They strike me as guys Who are Not ready to help NBA teams win um, They strike me They both strike me as guys Who could do unbelievable things But Not ready to win now So if you're if you're looking at what the Knicks might do heading into this draft, and I've, I've said this before, I've been told that they really are focusing on this draft and they, are, they will use assets to move up if they think it's the right move. I wonder if the Knicks would make a, would make a trade up for a guy that is a couple years away and isn't going to help, help them in the immediate future. That's a big question moving forward, and I don't have the answer for it. Um, my, my inclination is to say no, but that's just a guess. So, um, but I mean, they got talent. Kuminga and and Green have both had some really nice moments. It's a, it's a, to me, it's a clear top five. Um, although, uh, I will say that the the Tennessee kids had a hell of a game the other day. Um, Keon Johnson had a, had a, I'm going to throw it in the newsletter next week. Keon Johnson had a putback dunk or not a putback dunk. He, he slammed on somebody that I, I prayed for the man's family. And uh, Spr- Springer was was really good too in that game. There's some talent. There's like there's gonna be 15 guys that could that are gonna be really intriguing. So uh, Walt Perrin's gonna have his work cut out for him. Hot take: Keon Johnson's better than Jalen Green. You know what though? Keon Johnson is gonna walk into a team from day one and be an elite defender. He's gonna be a he's gonna be a helpful defensive player from the first moment he steps foot on NBA court. Um. And if he if the shot comes around, because he could do other stuff on offense, Um, if the shot comes around for Keon Johnson, talk about a guy who is going to be might be one of the best players in this draft. I love Keon Johnson. You you don't have to talk up Keon Johnson to me. Uh Moses Moody. It, awesome. Love uh, Moses Moody. Haven't watched um, Isaiah Todd yet. I'll be honest. I, I need to get myself some Isaiah Todd education. But is a name on my radar. Keon is Kobe. Holy shit. Jesus Christ. Um, how many games will losing Mitch cost us? I hope zero. I think here, okay. Um, when will you be out of patience with Obi? My god, his kids played 16 games. Um, everyone really prefer the idea of Levine. Yeah, uh, okay, last thing. Shameless plug. If anybody's not signed up for my newsletter, go sign up for my newsletter. I wrote about Levine today. Um, here's the thing about Levine. I think if he doesn't make the all-star team and if and Chicago right now, is Chicago playing tonight? I should, I should know this. I'll, I'll look it up right now. Um, and the reason I ask is because I think there's a chance that Chicago is not good. And I say this because i watched them play basketball um, with my own eyes. And I know they beat the Knicks one night, but I don't think that team is good at all. I don't love what they have going on. Um, I just, I think, I don't think there's a great cohesion there. I just I don't love I love I like Patrick Williams a lot. Yeah, the Bulls right now are getting smoked by the Clippers, one twenty three to one hundred one. So the Bulls are about to fall to ten and fifteen. If if Levine doesn't make the All Star team, I could see him going to management and be like, "Listen, I'm not asking for a trade, but if you traded me, I wouldn't mind." If that's the situation, and the Knicks put on the table the better of their pick or the Dallas pick, but they top five, top four protected it. You can't, you, the top four, top five protection means nothing because if uh, neither of those teams are going to be bad enough to be, if it's not top four, it's not, you know, it's going to be eight or nine or 10 or whatever. That's an interesting one to me. Because that would basically guarantee the Bulls a maybe the 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th pick in a, in a draft that is that has is going to go 15 deep. And if you're Chicago and you're deciding you're going to trade Zach Levine, where's the great offer coming from? It's not coming from Denver because Denver's not giving you Michael Porter Jr. It's not coming from anybody else with a top 10 pick in this draft. I, I don't know, like, where's the young player that excites you? Like, okay, look, you want you want to get Marvin Bagley from Sacramento? First of all, I don't, I don't know that Levine makes sense on that team. Second of all, I don't even know if they're going to give up Bagley. Like, where's the team? Where's the team that's going to be like, yes, Zach Levine is the difference for us. We're going to go get Zach Levine. So I think the Knicks could be in on Zach Levine if for no other reason than I think the market for him – might be more depressed than it should be for a guy who's averaging fucking 28 points on you know close to 50 40 90. Um, the Pelicans like so what are the so the Pelicans are gonna offer what the Pelicans are gonna offer Kyra Lewis um Jackson like the the Bulls don't need Jackson Hayes um the Sixers like, is that really the move for the Sixers? Like, they're going to give up Tyrese Maxey for, for Zach Levine? Do you? Are you like? I don't know. That doesn't strike me as a, that doesn't strike me as a morey move. Um, for Lonzo. Okay, so you're going to trade Zach Levine for Lonzo and let's say Kyra. And then you're going to pay Lonzo almost as much as you're paying Levine right now. I don't know they do have a lot of picks they have a lot of picks, but so you're gonna put so you're gonna put Levine with Zion and Ingram that team's gonna be are they gonna be a top twenty defense maybe I don't know i just I don't know it's to me that's not a that's I, I'm not saying it's a bad trade i just, I don't know I don't know is that the move that the pelicans want to make or do they just want to go for Beal? um yeah i don't I don't know. Would Levine or Randall be the number one option because Levine would change the team completely? I agree that Levine would change the team completely. I still would like to run the offense through Julius Randall and try to open up other opportunities off ball for Levine um, because he's such a good shooter and he's a good cutter and he's a smart player um, and he can make the right pass. He just shouldn't be directing an offense. Like that's so exciting to me, the idea of Randall and Levine together um, with RJ. And then you throw quickly in there. Oh shit. Like sign me up for that. That's, that's fun. Keep Rose in the second unit in that case. I lots of possibilities. I don't know. It's some, it's some, uh, can he play defense? (laughs) Not really. (laughs) He tries, he tries to play defense. See, but that's where Tibbs comes in. If Tibbs goes to the front office, it's like, please don't trade for Zach Levine. Zach Levine, you will never have a top 10 defense. If you have Zach Levine on your team, if Tibbs says that to them, they'll listen to him, and they won't trade for him. But if Tibbs says, "You know what? I bet you I could figure out a way to get a top ten defense, even with Le- with Zach Levine on the floor," I would trust Tibbs. That's me. But we'll see. He he, he does make everyone play defense. All right, uh, been talking for oh my God, I really talk way too much. Um, thank you, everybody, uh, for for watching this. This is this was a lot of fun. Uh, this was a Mitch Robinson therapy session. Um, I feel okay about where things are at. A lot of good stuff happening with the Knicks right now. So tonight was a shitty night, even though they got the win, because Mitch, obviously, he's going to be out. Uh, we wish him a, a speedy recovery. Uh, thank you for Andrew Claudio uh, for turning this into a uh, podcast and um, uh, all that good stuff. Uh, subscribe to the channel. Um, give a thumbs up. Uh, what else? Subscribe to the podcast. Give us a rating. All All of the good shit. And, uh, I will be back with you, uh, tomorrow after, um, hopefully another win and, uh, enjoy your Saturday folks.